Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are nestling ourselves into Disney's The Little Mermaid, one minute at a time. I'm Kester Dorowski. And I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we are discussing Minute 56, which begins with Grimsby's finishing his line saying some of the sights of the kingdom, and ends with Sebastian saying the single most humiliating day of my... It's gonna be life. It's gonna be life. Yes, you're right. But that that's tomorrow. Um, this minute features Sebastian scuttling across the table, Grinsby and Eric discussing taking Ariel on a tour of the kingdom, Eric playing with Max while Ariel watches, and Ariel combing her hair with a dingle hopper while she gets ready for bed. So this is our first minute officially. Back. back not uh, not re-recorded this is the first minute that we had never discussed yes um three years ago yes so it's our first minute back after three years and it's just us this week but we are very excited to dive back into the little mermaid <laughs> we well, said dive back in yes it's, it's like a it's like a joke yes um, and, and this is intentionally just us still, well, now I can't get away from the jokes, but like getting our sea legs back as we're <laughs> getting into recording. And, and there's only, I mean, really just a handful of weeks left. Yeah. You know, the movie is 80 some odd minutes long and we're at the fifties. So it's just a couple of weeks left that we need to, um, to bring everything back together. But we still wanted to have a little bit of time just to ourselves um, to get settled into it. And so this week will be just us. And then next week we will be back with a guest and hopefully uh, with guests throughout the entire rest of the film. That is Maybe not the last week, but we'll see. Yeah. The, the last week will probably be shorter anyways. Because no, no need for a guest during credits. Yeah. Um, we'll do the full credits, but we'll probably just do those by ourselves, wrapping yeah. things up and um, trying to deliver special acknowledgement. So, yeah, no worries there. But um, hopefully... The rest of the uh, motion picture will include guests after this week. Yes. That would be our goal. We like guests. Guests bring a definite added element, and we definitely want to have that as part of the overall experience. Um, you probably see it instead of a full week at a time, you'll probably see it in twos and threes. Um, that's just a recording adjustment that <laughs> we think we're going to go with because of taking care of our kids and, and time constraints and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But we'll still be putting together all the minutes. It's just going to be, you know, a guest for two minutes, a guest for three minutes, instead of a full week of five minutes. Yes. And um, that will probably continue with all the rest of the films. Yeah, some um, sort of pattern Some like sort that. of pattern like that. It might not be five minutes a week, but we will see and we'll update you as we figure out what Our we... plans are precisely for the next film. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about Little Mermaid. Minute 56. Minute 56. No, I want to I talk about minute number one. We're back. <laughs> We're starting over, right? No. no. Minute 56. So, what, what do you got on minute 56? Oh, so on when, when Grimsby is finishing his line. Mm-hmm. Lines split across minutes. It's so hard. Yes. Especially after three years. 
Yeah, I mean, the last time we talked, when we talked about the beginning of his line, it was three years ago. Yeah, so I was, was still tough, pregnant with our first tough child. Tough transition. Uh, but with Grimsby talk, saying his line, you see Carlotta um, bringing in his plate, and the plates for, for Eric and Ariel, right? Mm-hmm. And you see her drop Grimsby's plate off, but she's still carrying Eric and Ariel's plate, and then she's supposed to go over to Eric and Ariel to give them to their- To serve them. To serve mm-hmm. them. But two seconds later, when she should be put, putting those platters down, she's gone and their plates are already there. Where'd she go to? Maybe there was a cut in the conversation and, you know, it's just creative editing or a continuity error. I mean, there. so, I mean, we've talked about this before, but when you're dealing with animation, editing is a totally different thing because there's not- footage yes you know you have the presentation of the animated content and so you don't have a lot of flexibility with the editing it's and when you're dealing with something like this which is playing with you know a single scene with a handful of different camera angles um which means it's just you know animated tight or animated from a distance and all that sort of stuff um not taking into severe account the the background effects um, and like the layer of the background that the animation layer is being presented over the top of. Um, I mean, I assume that they just have a new angle and that includes the plates being there. Okay. And so you have kind of a hard transition from like a different set of backgrounds and surface, you know, um, painting. That, that's already ready. And so if they said, yeah, so we need a couple of different angles of the dining room background, you know, a wide angle, we need an up close that's kind of focused on Grimsby and an up close that's the opposite direction focused on Eric and Ariel. They're going to be eating dinner. And so whoever was painting the Eric and Ariel angle uh, painted it with plates in place. Okay. Does that, that, make, that makes satisfy? Sense. Yes, that satisfies me. And then I'm not sure if I mentioned this in last week's minutes because it's been three years, but there is a, and I didn't mark it off in my notes that I had already talked about it, which is what I typically do. So I'm going to say it now and I apologize to all the listeners if I have already mentioned this. Eric has a painting in the back of his dining hall. Yes, I remember we of- saw this. So we... We paid attention to this when we were watching it with our daughter, who's old enough to watch and enjoy and sing along with Little Mermaid. Yes. So in the back of the dining hall behind the table, and you can only see it in last week's minutes. So I'm... But we want to make sure that we said it. Yes. In case we, we didn't. It seems like Eric is descended... From Prince Philip and Aurora from Disney's Sleeping Beauty, because there's a painting that definitely that looks, looks like, like Prince Philip and sleep and Aurora in her blue dress. Mm-hmm. So um, it looks like he could be descended from them. Yeah, absolutely right. Like yeah, you, you like s- that would be the implication. And and I remember seeing it. It's like, hey, wait a second, like that. And it's it's not detailed, right? It is background painting. It's very impressionistic. But it's got the right, like, colors in the right places for it to look like, hey, I think that's Philip and Aurora. Yeah. And I've already mentioned this, but Ariel's dress that she's wearing at this table is designed from, it has different elements of many different 
princesses, and one of them is the off the shoulders and the uh, the sleeves of Aurora's dress. So connections, connections, and um, and that would be a significant descendancy because um, we're settling into eighteen hundreds for. Little Mermaid, that's our our speculation. It's not confirmed by much, if anything. And Philip definitely says it's the 14th century. Yeah, and so that's going back to... This is a 500-year gap yes. <laughs> that we would be dealing yes. with. That's an old, old painting in Eric's seaside palace. I mean, it could be a new painting of, you know, old family recognition. I guess, yeah. To some degree. Um, but yeah, that... I. You would take that, and the implication would be that that is the royal line um, that he is part of. Right. Which, we don't have a name for the royal line based on that, do we? We've been speculating and trying to figure out, and Eric has not had a last name. Does Philip have a last name? Not that I'm aware for of. For the kingdom. Not that I'm aware of. Would you like me to do a little... Yes, quick? do a little research, and um, I'll go through some of the, the stuff that I have. Um I do appreciate in this initial exchange, Grimsby is, I mean, he is doing matchmaking, not to the degree that, that Sebastian does matchmaking, but Grimsby is trying to hook people up in this movie. And he's trying to get um, Prince Eric connected to Ariel in this case. He's, I mean, he'll go for any eligible young lady um, that Eric seems interested in. So he's prompting this along and prompts that, you know, they could do a, a tour of the village I really appreciate Eric in his response. You know, he's totally enamored of Ariel. And in his response to Grimsy, he's like, yeah, you know, it'd be great to take her on a tour if she's interested. And just appreciating how much Eric is supporting consent in Ariel. You know, hey, if you want to do something, we can do something. Even though he is definitely interested in her. He is not trying to... Uh, push or or even ask directly he's you know really just offering the opportunity to her and and that's really nice of him yes absolutely have you found anything in your research not immediately it might have to be a deeper research it might have to go into the depths of the internet too okay but i mean like but on Disney fandom, there's Prince Philip is just it Prince just says Philip. Prince Philip, son of King Hubert. So no definitive family name, and no family name for for Aurora. I assume. Not that I can see. Well, who knows what further research could yield in the future? Yes, when we get to uh, Sleeping Beauty, we will we will see what we can find. We'll probably come back to this topic. Yes, absolutely. With the plates, um, I just wanted to look at what they were having for dinner. And you can't really, like, you can't really tell because... It seems like basically salad with some fish. So there's, there's, there's salad, and then there's stuffed crab. It's obviously stuffed crab. But I also saw that there's some slices of lemon, there is some rice, and there was some broccoli next to Sebastian on Grimsby's pl platter. Okay. But when you look at Ariel's plate, it just looks like there's just a stuffed salad. crab with salad. salad. Yeah, I, I would still call that all salad, basically. Um, and the lemon, I mean, I think the lemon could be part of salad. I mean, a Caesar salad very often has, has a bit of lemon with it and things like that. Um, so, 
I don't really have, I have not got a lot of experience with seafood. So really a very little comparatively to add on that one. I mean, lemon definitely goes with, with seafood fish. and yeah. fish. People and always crab. like drizzle some lemon on their, on their fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm interested by this plating as well, but, but I don't know anything about like traditional seafood plating in the 1800s in Denmark. <laughs> So well, or or France, Chef Louis definitely French. Oh, true, very so, very true. Yes, um, his his technique would be French style, and we'd have to have an expert on French style cuisine. Yes. All right, um, should we move forward yeah, from yeah, the dining so, hall? So, and- so Sebastian, you know, sneaks away. Fun gag with Grimsby and Sebastian disappearing off his plate. It's great. Watch the movie. <laughs> then <laughs> and you, you see the 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 trail trail. Yeah, uh, and then we get to Eric. Uh, playing with Max. It's, I mean, what could you possibly do to make you love Eric more? Look, he's playing with his dog. It's great. I mean, he's he's a prince. He owns his own castle. Probably has a lot of things to do and very busy. But he plays with his dog because his dog needs attention and he loves his dog. And it's just, it's just so a treasure. So you, you've got to love him. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and then with Ariel... Suddenly, she's she's at the balcony, and she's looking at, at Eric. She's and watching she, him play with his dog. And then she turns around. Which, which I'm just now realizing, in retrospect, that mirrors kind of the first moment that she started to fall in love with it. Like, her, her love at first sight moment was Eric playing with Max. In that case, he was playing music um, and engaging with Max. But... Like, that connection is still there, where she sees this and it's like, oh, that reminds me of, like, my first favorite yeah, memories that's of a, you. That's a good connection. Yeah. But when Ariel turns away, she suddenly has Dinglehopper in her hand. When she didn't have it on the on the balcony, because you could see both hands. I mean, there's a cut. Like There's she, a cut. It, they change angles, and so you can assume, it's like, okay, maybe she had it with her. Maybe it was right next to the door. She put it down. She had been Dinglehopping her hair. Uh, and then stepped out the window, and then, okay, I'm stepping back in, and right next to the window, or door, I don't know what to refer to that. It's big glass, it looks like a window, but I guess it's a door, because it goes to the balcony. Um, I don't know. And, yes, so she she grabs it. Yeah. So, that's I think that one's fair. Okay, that, I, I guess that makes sense. I do appreciate that it is a dingle hopper and not. Did she steal the dingle hopper from dinner? I know that's what I was thinking because because there's a brush right next to where she puts it down. What does she think the brush is for? She doesn't know. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> Probably doesn't even know it's called a brush. Um, yes, true. But yeah, did she steal this from dinner? Because she also has now seen the fork being used as a fork for food. Yes, and she's. Was this a foodie? Maybe she thinks fork. It's, I don't know, but maybe she thinks it's like a multi tool or or something. And <laughs> I mean, I I didn't pay close attention. It's possible they had a couple of forks at their yeah. plates. Yeah, and so fancy she may table. Have, there could have been multiple forks. She may have just taken one for later, or maybe she still had. I don't know. She couldn't have had her hers on her. Yeah, but like. It's not like she would have had it in the bedroom. No. Right? Like, they don't just keep forks on the vanity. No. And so she must have acquired that fork or kept that fork. Yes. In some way so that she could use it later. She's like, well, I'm going to want to brush out my hair. Which, 
do mermaids brush out their hair? Because she seems to be, like, pretty deft at doing this. Is this a normal practice for mermaids in, in like, the nightly process? I, I don't know. So I watched... And if so, what are they doing with them? I recently watched a a episode, an episode of The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. the series, the TV show series. And in it, there's a... She she goes to sleep in it, and she braids her hair to fall asleep. So I don't know what their hair care what and their hair self care. maintenance. I mean, also her sisters at the beginning of the movie. You you they have hairstyles. Their hair, they have hairstyles. They're probably using some kind of like shell or something to something. to comb their hair to get it to like a specific hairstyle or something. And 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 even. So if we, like, go for that, and there's, like, okay, hair brushing is a thing. They totally do it underwater. Awesome. She's combing her hair with the dinglehopper, but that is not what Scuttle told her a dinglehopper is for. He told her it is for hair styling, not hair maintenance. When he demonstrates it, and Voyole, like, he twists it up at the top and then sprungs it out, and it turns into a hairstyle. So she should be using this in an attempt to style her hair, not in an attempt to detangle and maintain her hair. Maybe she thought it was it would be better to do it as a comb, especially I mean, I because like could, he has feathers and she has thicker hair. Yeah, and like I suppose you can think of a comb as both a styling tool and a maintenance yeah. tool. And so maybe she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I know that I use my shell that has slits, just like a comb." for both maintaining and then occasionally as part of the process of styling. So maybe she's thinking of it like that. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, I just feel like it's a, a, a very big, substantial, maybe movie-breaking jump <laughs> to, <laughs> to go from what Scuttle explains to her but everyone, to her combing her hair with the fork. But everyone now considers it... A comb. A comb. Yeah. I mean, so last I week... Was, I was being facetious. That was massive yes. hyper, hyperbole. Yes. Last week, when they when they sat down at the table, she took the co- the fork from... Sorry, the dingle hopper from the pl- it's, plates. It's, it's a fork. Yes. but Anyway. And, and, and she starts combing her hair and realizes that that's not what it's for. And yet, maybe that's the comb. That's the dingle hopper that she steals to comb her hair. Instead of using that one for food? Yeah. Maybe. I think that's a possibility. Okay. I have one more thing to say about this minute. Okay. And it is a fact um, from Alan Minkin. Okay. Um, so, listening to the commentary on our DVD version, which now we have Disney Plus. And which I just, doesn't have the commentary. Version. Which doesn't have the commentary. But I want to it's just... It's our Blu-ray version, in fact. Yes. But I want to point out that the Disney Plus version is just about two seconds off of um, of our DVD version. So It didn't seem like it was very far off initially. It seemed very no. well lined up for, for the first little while while we were like measuring things out. But at some point, it gets slightly off by about two seconds per hour. Yes. Yeah. So, with Alan Menken on the commentary, he's talking with John and Ron, the directors of this wonderful film, and he says that he went into, I'm not sure if it was storyboarding or if they had animated some things, but he went in to underscore some um, 
some scenes that they were working on just as they were like talking or watching the, the, the pencil sketches. And, um, he just played some underscore underneath them. They had already written like the big songs, but the underscore he needed to like work with. And, um, it was just with the piano and John really loved these little things that he did and he misses some of the things being just solo piano instead of orchestrations and one of those moments was ariel combing her hair the orchestration while she's combing her hair with a dingle hopper so i thought that was a really lovely little touch and um special to note that music is very special for for everyone even if they're not necessarily musicians or orchestrators or whatever Mm-hmm. The last note I have is, so Sebastian starts to gripe at the end of this minute, and he is pulling away some lettuce, which he did not, he was not still, like, coated in lettuce or stuffed with lettuce when he crawled across the table, when he scuttled across the table. So, did he pick up this lettuce from Ariel's plate? And, like, what she, what did she do to sneak him into her room? And why didn't he clear the lettuce off? earlier like it is dark Good and question. she is in night clothes so there has been enough time for her to change and start to comb her hair and watch eric it's like sebastian like you should have like cleaned up right away yeah uh does ariel's dress have pockets i do not know and does... I, I, I so we have to assume that he picked up that lettuce he got stuck in more lettuce on ariel's plate because or he was or he was using it to hide himself while she ate or something. Oh. Okay, but it seems like he's like plucking it off like it was stuck. Yeah, I don't Maybe the salad dressing dried on him a little bit. Yeah. I I can believe that he would use lettuce to try and hide because yes. he's done that before. Yes. But I just like seems like a long time for him to still have lettuce clinging yeah, to him. Yeah, it's probably been hours, so Yeah, it it was sunset in the last scene. So I and would say at least an hour. And now she's undressed and settling into and, bed in her pajamas and yeah, settling into bed. Same color dress. The her nightgown, same color as the dress. So there's like yeah. a thing. Which, why do they have so much which of, you like, pink in her size? You wouldn't think that this kind of color would go well with someone who has red hair because red hair doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily always go with pink because they're just mm-hmm. so different shades. Red, but different shades of red but tone and then like competing corally red. pink color that she wears is is, is that's is, probably why it works because it's, it's coral. pretty it's pretty nice on her. Yeah, it's like a coral pink, yeah. and that's why it works. Yeah, All the, sea foam and coral will always work for Ariel and purple. Yeah, I don't have an aquatic term for the purple though. Okay, so that's everything. Yeah. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We're part of Dueling Genre, and you can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There, you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all the Dueling Genre productions. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society, or Damsels Group. Uh, we want to thank Star Wars Minute. Uh, as always, we want to give proper recognition for them starting the, the Movies by Minutes trend. Uh, we also, and I'm realizing now that that we have serially not done our due diligence in giving credit to the composer of our intro and outro music, Scott Tofty, and the artist for our cover art, Nick, Nick English. And they are both great, and we super... We, we, we are extremely grateful and appreciative for the work that they did for us in giving us that original material to use. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world. <laughs>